welcome to Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm getting there. I'm almost there. I um, well, it seems like forever since I've been on here. I, we we skipped Wednesday. Uh, sorry about that. We were out of out of state on a little road trip, and uh, Rhonda and I had taken her dad down to Dumas, Arkansas. Uh, had a good time with that, and got to, to meet some new people and hear and hear stories and and uh, reminisce. So that was really fun. We had a great trip. Uh, got to see some some good friends on our way back through. We stopped and had lunch with good friends John Caldwell and his wife Wanda, and uh, enjoyed having some time with them there in Clarksville, Arkansas, on the way home. So um, I don't even know where to start now. It seems like, like I said, I'm kind of out of joint this morning. Been running like a chicken with my head cut off. Get this done. Uh, Wednesday night, we I'll, I will finish our, our becoming an armor bearer Wednesday night as we skipped this last Wednesday. We have the one session left, so I want to finish it. Um, I thought about picking it up when we got back from the trip, and I thought, no, I'll just wait till Wednesday, and we'll, we'll finish it Wednesday, and then probably going to try to continue to do some Wednesday stuff with you um, just, to, just to continue the motion that we have. There's, um, I, I feel more and more led to continue to get out in front of people and and to, and to bring more messages to to speak more things that are going you know, especially as chaotic as our world is today I think um, I think we're, we're in a position where we really need to hear the word of God more we need to be in front of him more we need to be in his presence more um, and with that I, I, I kind of picked up on a, on a message um, I actually borrowed some of this content uh, one of Rhonda's relation, Michelle Dunham, uh, had shared something, and uh, and I, I took the wordage of that, and I and I want to I kind of filtered it into this message today. I knew when I saw the wordage that she posted, it was from a uh, he's a prophet. He's called Kent Christmas. Um, I, when I when I saw what she wrote, I thought, man, that's a good word. I, I need to save that, so I saved it, and it just fit today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of bring my message out of what uh, Michelle had shared. And I uh, appreciate that, Michelle. I actually didn't let her know I was doing this, but um, I'm, maybe she'll catch it in a little while. But um, with all of that, I want to I want to jump into this and see if I can get this across. Um, the <laughs> the title of, the title I put on this message today is "Watch Your Mouth." Watch your mouth. You know, there, there's uh, I probably heard that a, a million times in my growing up time with my mama tell me to watch my mouth and and. Uh, probably has heard some of that from from my wife lately too so but with that i want to i want to jump into this i'm going to paraphrase some of the wordage that that uh, michelle had shared from kent christmas and it, it, it he starts with this very with this very caption death and life are in the power of the tongue death and life are in the power of the tongue but the tongue doesn't have a brain I actually preach a message. I've done it for youth. I've, I've, I've loved doing it. I actually have one in my fridge or in my freezer uh, where I've actually used a cow tongue to preach this message about the tongue and, and taming the tongue. So uh, keep that in mind if you ever if you ever need to bring a, <laughs> a semblance of something. Cow tongue gets everybody's attention. But the, but the tongue doesn't have a brain. The tongue only speaks verbally what is being released in the brain center. I'll say it again. The tongue only speaks verbally what is being released in the brain center. So unless you think it, your tongue can't speak it. Okay? You just just kind of put that into, into preference here. Now I want to share with you a little bit of story. The, the story picks up. Uh, it'll come out of Matthew. But Jesus and his disciples are traveling on the Sabbath. They're, they're 
crossing the country on the Sabbath day. His disciples are seen eating grain as they come through a grain field. The religious folks call him out on it. Well, not really them. They call Jesus out because his followers are breaking the law in their mind. So Jesus calls them out through a series of truths. But this is this is where I want to I want to focus on, on on this particular passage is Matthew chapter seven, verses fifteen through twenty. So Matthew seven verse fifteen through twenty. Um, hmm. That is not the right scripture. I have no idea what happened there, but that is not Matthew chapter seven verse fifteen through twenty. So let me let me. I'm just going to read the scripture that I have here. It's actually starting in verse 33. It says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers. Ah, I love this. Brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account. They'll give account of it on the day of judgment. I love this, verse 37. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. I mean, that, that's a powerful statement right there. By your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you're going to be condemned. So you're going to be judged by what comes out of your mouth. That's the, that reference being your, your life. This is You're going to live and breathe what's coming out of your mouth. The word says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The tongue only speaks what the heart believes. Uh, again, this is this is something that really needs to soak in. The word says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The tongue only speaks that what the heart believes. So if your heart doesn't believe it, your tongue doesn't speak it. So whatever's coming out of your mouth is is the abundance of your heart. It's what's in your heart. Fear has gotten into the hearts of many people today. They're they're they're, they're allowing the enemy to curse them with their own mouth. I want to. I want you to understand fear. Um, there are so many things going on in our country today. There's there's so much confusion. There's so many questions. There's fear has taken a root in us. We've we've become fearful of what's to come. What what's going to happen with this new regime in power? What are they going to stay in power? Are they not staying in power? There's conspiracy here and conspiracy there. And, and in the midst of all of these things, there's confusion. And in the midst of that confusion, there's fear. It's fear of the unknown. It's fear of things that we can't see. You know, I tell people all the time, I ain't, I ain't really afraid a whole lot. I, I grew up in the country. I grew up um, out on a farm, cattle, horses, that kind of thing. We had an old creek, I, I, and, I, and today it doesn't make any difference. I can be on a mountain. I can be on a creek. I can be on a river bottom. In the dark, I ain't scared of nothing. I know what's out there. I, I know what's in the dark where I'm at. Oh, I know. There's Oklahoma just instilled a, or trying to instill a, a Bigfoot season. We're gonna have to have permits and everything to go hunt Bigfoot. But I've been in the dark in, in in Oklahoma. I've been in the dark in Arkansas. I've been in the dark in Colorado. Been in the dark in New Mexico. I've been in the dark in many states. I know what's in the dark in the outside world. What gets to me, what brings fear to me, is growing up on that old farm that dark barn 
I couldn't go in that dark barn at night. I had to find me a light. I, I couldn't, today even, uh, to pass a dark doorway in a dark house at night send chills up my spine. See, it's what's inside that worries me, not what's out there. I know what's out there, but I don't know what's on in, inside the house. So that that's, you know, they're, they're, everyone has their fear. Everyone's got their little quirks and things that, that they're afraid of. We make fun of a lot of those things. But but keep that in mind, that, that, that fear has gotten into the hearts of people, and we're allowing the enemy to curse us from our own mouth, from our own words. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven says this, and I, I, I added this in this morning. In the King James Version is where I want to read this from. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven, it says, But God hath chosen the foolish things out of the world to confound the wise. If you look at that in the Amplified Version, it's to reveal their ignorance. God's chosen the foolish things of this world, the, the, the shameful things, the foolish things, to, to literally expose the ignorance of the foolish, to confound the foolish, to expose their ignorance. It goes on to say he chose the weak things of this world to confound the mighty. In other words, exposing their weakness. He, he chose the, the weak things, the simple things, to expose the weakness of those who feel like they're strong. I love how he does these things. We're, we're in a very chaotic time. Everyone's asking questions, many giving questionable answers. But many of these answers aren't coming to pass. Um, man, I can't tell you how many prophetic words I heard over what was coming in, in January and what, what was happening in November and through December. And there were all these prophets speaking out these things that were supposed to be words from God. I counted a bunch of them that were words from men. Tommy Tenney, one of my favorite writers, and I know you guys hear me say this a lot, but he actually made a phrase in his, I think it was God Chaser's book, where he said, it's, it's easy for me to prophesy the future. It's, it's easy for me to stand in front of you and tell you what you want to hear. I've watched it. I've seen it. I've, I've seen people who label themselves as prophets do just exactly that stand in front of people and, and listen i'm not disclaiming prophets i prophet the prophetic is part of the fivefold ministry and it's a biblical context uh, there are there are men of god and, and i'll explain that here in a minute but but there are people who put on this label because they need they, they're looking for a, a shingle to hang out over their their window they're looking for a label that, that they're that they're somebody that, that they're somebody important and and they and they speak these things to people and then we have you know we have to question later well it didn't come to pass what's up with that well, where's where's these these words of you know they're i'm not seeing it happen you know there were so many things spoken from from november into january that we've not seen come to pass um there's been a lot of controversy over that there's been a lot of backpedaling there's been a lot of explanations but then you've got what tommy says you know I, it's easy for me to speak the future it's easy for me to tell you what you want to hear but he, he balances it with but where are the prophets who will prophesy the heart of god see that's the only thing that's important the heart of god it doesn't matter what goes on in our world. It doesn't matter the timing. It doesn't matter. We can, we can lay time frames to everything. But what matters is the heart of God. 
his will being done on this earth. I, I can't explain some of the things that, that I was looking for over these last couple of months that didn't happen. Or maybe they didn't happen yet. I don't know. All I know is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my focus on the things of God because that's what's important. Listen, no matter who says what on this earth, no matter what prophetic voice you listen to, there is only one whom has the answer. It comes down to, but God. It doesn't matter what the enemy says. His word will not return void. It's a, it's a promise. His, his word will not return void. America has never seen the God they're getting ready to see. I believe that God's revealing himself in ways that we've never imagined before, that we've never seen before. We're going to see the God of today do things in front of us that are amazing. You know, I, I think back to the, the children of Israel and all the things that they got to see, the miraculous things that they saw, and, and they still stumbled around in the dark because they questioned him. I, I keep thinking to myself, how in the world could I question God when I, when I could see those things? But, man, I see it today. God's hands at work constantly in front of us, and we're constantly questioning him. We're constantly arguing with him. We're constantly saying, that ain't really God. That ain't really true. And we fail to think about, where's the heart of God in this? Where's the but God in this? Because it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what we see in front of us. God will have the final word. And it's his word that will stand true. America has never seen the God that we're getting ready to see in America. Matthew 15, verse 1 through 2. When the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. They were talking about when they were crossing this field. They're crossing a grain field and they're picking heads of grain. They're hungry. They've been traveling. And they're eating heads of grain. I, I mean, I don't really figure that as a meal. That, you know, that's just a little snack or a munchie along the way. That's, that's like quick trip food, you know, a little, little handful of grain on the way. But in Matthew 15, verses 10 and 11, it says this. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, Hear and understand, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. It... <laughs> It's not what comes in. It's not what we put in our mouth. It's not the food that we eat. It, it, that's not what defiles us. That was a law, and it was a man-made law. And, and they saw that these religious leaders were saying, man, they're breaking the law because they're not even washing their hands before they eat. Um, I'm guilty. I mean, man, I've sit out there on the dock at, at a lake, local lake here, and... I've ate a sandwich after baiting my hook with catfish charlie dough bait. I didn't wash my hands first. I just ate the sandwich. I was hungry. You know, you can gross out all you want to. It's just a fact of life. That's not something I constantly worry over. You know, maybe I should. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I should. I just don't. E even in today's craziness, I don't think there's been a single day I've put some form of alcoholic sanitizer on my hands for the purpose of cleaning them of COVID. It hasn't happened. I use alcohol in my business. 
uh, for taking hot glue off a car when I've pulled the dent out. That's about the only alcohol that's hit my hands during this whole thing. I, it's not something I fuss over. It's not something I worry about. I eat enough hot sauce, I guess. Maybe I'll figure it'll kill it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Matthew chapter 15, verse 15 through 19 says this. Then Peter answered, and he said to him, Explain this parable to us. Oh, I love this. So Jesus said, Peter, Peter's my buddy. You know, Peter's a knucklehead. He, he's having a hard time understanding these things that Jesus is telling them. Jesus talks a lot in parable, and, and I think Peter's so simple-minded, he struggles with the parable. It, it confuses him. So now Jesus says, are you also still without understanding? Are you not getting it? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is, ex and is, and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. It's those words. It's, it's that tongue speaking the things of our heart and our because it ain't got its own brain. It's got to come from somewhere else. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. People ask me, are you not afraid? I'm not afraid. They'll ask me, are you not fearful of what's happening? I'm not fearful. What if? What if? I, I'm just, I take every day as it comes because we never know what we have to face tomorrow. The Bible says life is like a vapor. It's like a fog. It's here for a moment and then it's gone. I, I, just, I just don't fuss over the what ifs in life. Yeah, my mind questions things sometimes, but I'm not going to worry over them. I'm not going to be fearful of what's coming. Most of y'all know I hunt, I fish. Um, I'm, I'm an outdoors kind of guy. I've got some weapons. I've got some ammo. Sold most of it last week for the federal side of this, if you need to look at it. <laughs> but I'm not afraid that someone's coming after my stuff. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm actually more afraid that they're going to tax things so high we can't afford it. That, that's, that's the fear. I'm not afraid of someone coming and, and taking from me. I'm not afraid of, of, of someone taking possessions. They're just possessions. You know, I, don't, I don't want to lose things that I own. I, I don't want somebody to come and steal my stuff. But, man, I might give it to you if I felt like you needed it more than I did. You know, see what I'm saying? It's, it's just stuff. I, I'm not afraid of the things that are going on in Washington. I'm not afraid of the things politically that we're seeing. And honestly, there's a reason for that, and I'll get to that here in a minute. I'm excited. Listen, folks, it comes down to this. We've got to trust God. Really. That, I mean, it's a simple fact. Trust God. We've got to follow him and his word. How about taking this, this fear that everyone's feeling and we turn it into an excitement? What an exciting time. I'm excited because what I see in our world today points towards the end of the book. I've read the end of the book. We win. Well, at, at least those who are followers of Christ, those who belong to Christ, win. It, those who endure, those who overcome, those who persevere. Well, how can we persevere, you ask? One word. Trust. 
we must trust the Lord completely. Jesus trusted his father in the day in that day in the garden. It's one of the to me it's one of the coolest parts of the story of Jesus on this earth and it and it makes him the most human at that moment. It shows his human nature. It shows that he truly was man on this earth. Because here he is in the garden, he knows what's coming. He he knows what's what's he knows what his future is. He knows that cross is in his future. And here he is in the garden praying, and he, he becomes so human at that moment because he, he comes to his father and he said, Father, if there's any other way we can do this. The word says he, he asked if this cup could but pass from me. If there's any other way we can accomplish your tasks here. But then he turned right around and he said, but God, not my will, but yours be done. I trust you. I trust you. Not my will, Lord, yours be done. That trust that he shows right there, even knowing what's coming. I'm not sure how I would handle that today. If I knew that I was going to be nailed to a cross and spikes driven through my arms and my feet, and I was going to die this most brutal death known to mankind, I don't I don't know how well I'd have easily volunteered for that. And I know most people that were, were hung on a cross to die, they weren't volunteers. They were criminal. That, that was a punishment for, for criminal activity. It, and, and it was displayed to shame them. But Jesus wasn't a criminal. Jesus knew that there was something bigger. There was a bigger picture. He, he had something he had to do in, in order for us to have a life. He came to save the world. He came to save each of us. God sent him on a mission for you and I. It's, it's really that simple. But it's trust. He trusted his father. Listen and judge according to his word, not someone's thoughts not some man's thoughts. You, you got to listen to God. You've got to trust the word. You've got to get in the word. You've got to know the thoughts of God before you put your foot forward in anything you do today. Don't, don't trust some man's words. Don't trust my words. But I used to tell my youth people all the time when I was youth pastoring, don't trust me. Don't take my word for granted. Don't just take what I say to you as gospel truth. Look it up. And make sure I'm telling you the truth. And I challenge you to do the same thing. Don't just take a man's word. Put it against the word of God. Judge it against the word of God before you accept it into your life or, or you begin to, to utilize whatever's being said to you. Trust the Lord. Trust his word. Where are the prophets who will prophesy the heart of God? I don't need a label. I, this fivefold thing, it, it's it's uh, there, there's five elements in ministry. And it's it's all biblical. There, there's there's nothing wrong with being a prophet. There's nothing wrong with, with prophecy. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with 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 working as an apostle. Paul was considered an apostle. Um, what did Paul do? We see throughout the New Testament where he 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 traveled and he started churches, and then he come back and helped them grow. And he taught them, and he and he ministered to them. 
that's a, that's the work of an apostle is to to help other ministries to to see them flourish and to see them grow. It's not about my kingdom; it's about God's kingdom. However, that may be, crossing those boundaries, crossing those denominational lines. If, if there's a way I can help another ministry, I'm going to help them. I don't I don't go and speak in only certain churches. I'll go and speak wherever they give me a platform. Yes, I've had a pastor apologize for the things I said once. It's actually kind of funny, but. I, I'm going to speak the heart of God wherever I go because he's who I trust. The, 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 the apostle, the prophet, the, the, the pastor, the teacher, uh, I mean, it's all part of that. It, 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 the evangelist, that's, that's the fivefold right there. The apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, and the evangelist. Five of them. I've worked in every single one of them. I've served God in every single capacity that the fivefold offers. I don't need just a label. The label I carry today is an evangelist because that's what I do. I travel and speak the word of God. But if he needs me to be a prophet, I'll be a prophet. If he needs me to be a pastor, I'll be a pastor. If he needs me to be an apostle, I'll be an apostle. If he needs me to be a teacher, I'll be a teacher. Whatever it is, I want to be wherever God wants me to be. And I'm going to trust him to lead me in those places. And I'm going to trust his word that what I, what I feel like he's given me to share, that I share boldly and with confidence. Where are the prophets who will prophesy the heart of God? That's us. That's you and me. Those who are called to be a voice to the nations. <laughs> Take it all the way back to Jeremiah chapter 1. I knew you before I ever formed you in your mother's womb, and I set you apart to be a voice to the nation. God set us apart to be the prophetic voice to the nation, speaking his heart to his people, whomever will hear his word. You are created for such a time as this. It's time to be excited about this. It's time to to truly serve the Lord. We've we've spent, what, five weeks talking about becoming an armor bearer, having a servant's heart, truly serving God the way he intended it. That's exactly what we're to do. You want peace in the midst of chaos? Oh, you're going to love this. And I, and I hope you take this. I hope you write notes. I hope you come back and listen to this as many times as you need to. You want peace in the midst of this chaos today? Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness, and I love how it says in the ESV, your reasonableness be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. Think on these things. Put your mind on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Man, it's so simple. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5-11 through 11 says this. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Listen. That's an important verse of scripture. You young folks out here today, 
You need to submit to these elders. You need to spend some time with those of old. You need to spend some time with those that have gone through the fire before you. You can learn from them. I had an old painter tell me one time, you can learn anything from anybody. You can learn something from anyone. Might be something you don't want to do, but it might be something you need to grasp onto. Spend some time with the elders of the church. Learn from them. They've walked through things you'll never see. You may be walking through things that they never dreamed, but they can help you because they're steadfast in their faith. They're steadfast. They're, they're anchored in Jesus. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt you. He might lift you up in due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you be sober stay alert be vigilant watch out because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour well we've talked about the lion but remember the lion in you is greater than the lion chasing you resist him stand firm steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your by your family your brotherhood of your family of believers all across this world you're not alone you're not going through something by yourself someone else has already been there there's there's someone else going to go through it again take note of that because you're not don't let don't let the enemy single you out you're not alone in your challenge you're not alone in your struggle reach out for some 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 peace Reach out for some help. Verse 10 says, but, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect and establish and strengthen and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So be it. You want peace in the midst of chaos? Get in his word. Spend time with him. Seek him out. Let him speak into your heart. Let him sing over you. Get, get surrounded by solid things. Get surrounded by solid people. Get surrounded by solid worship. You know, when I'm really struggling, when I'm, when I'm having a bad time, when, when my day is messing with me, one of, one of the coolest things, God speaks to me so much through music. My daughter's the same way. God... My daughter Nikki has got an incredible voice. She's got an incredible gift of God to sing. But music speaks loudly to us. It speaks loudly to Rhonda. Rhonda will run in here, and, and the next thing I know, she's playing on her piano because something inspired her. God, God spoke something into her, and she comes and plays it back out. Music is powerful. Surround yourself with worship. It'll bring peace to your heart in the times of trouble. So many songs that speak volumes into that right now. Trust. Speaking of an old song, there's an old hymn, and I, Rhonda and I had to, she had to help me with it. I can only remember parts of it. But that old song is Trust and Obey was the name of it. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Trust the Lord. Get your mindset on Him. Trust Him. Obey His word, and you'll be where He needs you to be when the time comes. 
Guys, we're in a chaotic time. We're in a chaotic world. But I am not frustrated and I am not bothered by the chaos because I trust him and I know he's going to lead me through this. And not only lead me, I pray he uses me to speak life, to bring light to darkness, to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. God bless you guys so much. I pray blessing over every one of you. Thank you so much for your support, your financial support, your prayers over this ministry. God's using you to to propel us forward. I I pray you see that, and I pray you continue to, 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 matter of fact, I pray we're asking for increase. We got more we want to do. God, we need more, and we're asking for increase. So that's something that you can do. You want to support us financially. Man, there's giving links. I post them all over the place. The easiest is at our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. Living without the G, just livingloudoutdoors.com. You'll see the giving links on there. It's, it, I share them everywhere. They're, they're, they're posted here on our Facebook page. If you want to support us that way, that's awesome. We've got a duck call drive going on right now where I give uh, veterans duck calls and, and people duck calls when I go and speak. I use a message called the duck call sermon. And it's effective. <laughs> it's effective. And I love to give them a duck call so they've got something to tangible that they can see and feel and think about. Every time they see that duck call, they think about that sermon. And it, it's a powerful message that God has given us. And and, and I'm, we're in the middle of that. We're almost done. We, we like just three or $400, and we're going to be ready to order those a new set of calls and get ready for a new season of giving those away. Many of you have supported me in that. So thankful for you. So appreciative. But continue to throw your support our way. Uh, God will bless you for it, I guarantee you. And and it's it's definitely being spent in, in good places. We send money into Mexico. We support missions there. We support missions here. We support missions wherever we can. We travel and speak. We don't charge a, a dime for anything we do. We trust God to take care of us. You're part of that. So God bless you guys. I hope you enjoyed this message. Again, tune in Wednesday night. We'll, we'll finish out our becoming an armor bearer, and we'll see where God leads us from there. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. It's Super Bowl time. I don't even know who's playing today, but uh, it'll be a good game, I hope. Get you some snacks. Get you some friends. Stay tuned in to the Lord more than anything. Trust him, and he will see you through. Amen. God bless you. We will talk to you again real soon.